Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And I'm definitely your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball land today? Well, all right. I hope you're feeling good because I sure am. Well, we have another excellent episode. And the name of this episode is Cap Space. All right, episode 16, we're moving right along and we're transcending up. Episode 16, the name of episode 16 is Cap Space. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing, this game of basketball. I tell you, I couldn't get more excited day by day. You know, even when I, I thought I couldn't get any excited when I used to play for many, many years, but... uh I'm still just as excited from the coaching aspect and from the spectating aspect and the training aspect. So it's a wonderful, wonderful thing, this game of basketball. But before we get started with episode 16, you know what you got to do, people. Tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball podcast on Facebook. Hit that email button. If you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button, and we'll get right back to you. We've got a lot of great coaches on deck, and we'll get your game in progress. And it's the summertime, so we can go to the park, like Coach Luke said before. We don't have to go into the gym, and we could just get it in in the park right now because it's beautiful out there these days. And so that's what we can do. Well, Let's get started with episode 16, all right? And as you guys know, I always, when I get in the building, I throw on the Instagram feed right away, and as soon as I threw it on, there was a question. So we're going to get into that question to start off episode 16. Is Golden State a better team without Kevin Durant? Wow. Well, here we go, because uh, I think I've answered this question, but I don't mind answering questions over and over again. I'm a very, very patient person, and I just love the, I love the rapport with the audience, listeners, and everybody, and so I don't mind answering the question 10 times if I have to, all right? So even though I answered this question, I'll answer it again right now. No. The Golden State Warriors are an excellent, excellent team. Don't get me wrong. They're a great team, matter of fact. But they are not a better team without Kevin Durant. Not at all. And I think that this series that they're going through right now with the Toronto Raptors is kind of showing that. All right? Now, they play a different brand of basketball without Kevin Durant. It's more up-tempo. It's a lot more running. It's a lot more quicker passing, but they are not a better team without Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is arguably the best player in the game of basketball right now. So it's hard for anyone to say that they're a better team without Kevin Durant. You know, they're not a better team without Kevin Durant. And I think this series is starting to show that. And the reason why this series is starting to show that is that Toronto... The Toronto Raptors also like to run. They also like to play fast pace. But there's a difference between both the teams. One team is long and rangy in the Raptors. They've got a lot of height. For the exception of Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry, the Toronto Raptors are very long and lean. And they're tall. They have a lot of height and a lot of weight behind them. And not only do they have height and weight, but they're also a very fast-moving team. And they are a lot more uh, adjustable on the defensive end. So a lot of those things are the reason why uh, the Golden State Warriors are having fits with the Toronto Raptors. But I'll tell you this, getting getting back to answering the question, I don't think any team, would be better without Kevin Durant. That's just Coach Luke talking. I don't think there's a team that adds Kevin Durant and then he gets injured or he's not playing and they become better. You just don't do it because 
Kevin Durant is a transcending ball player. There's about five or six transcending basketball players in the NBA, and Kevin Durant is definitely one of them. Now, Toronto has one of them, and that bad, bad boy Kawhi Leonard also. But Kevin Durant is a transcending basketball player. And so to answer your question, young man, on Instagram, no. No, 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 not at all. Without Kevin Durant, they are not a better team. Not at all. All right. We have news coming from the Denver Nuggets. Michael Porter, their 2018 first-round pick out of Missouri, will be playing in the Las Vegas Summer League the whole month. So now he's coming back from a, a back surgery, which, you know, when you're young, Man, you know, you have a back surgery. That's a rough situation for a young man. All right. You usually, it usually happens when you're a little bit older. But then again, it can happen at any time, these type of injuries. And so Michael Porter is just, I'm very, very excited uh, that Michael Porter, this young man, is an excellent ball player. He gets the opportunity to play in the NBA Summer League in Las Vegas and get his feet wet with NBA competition. Now, he's been out the whole, you know, since 2018, he's been out. He has not he hasn't played uh any basketball in the whole season. So, you know, one of the things that's happening is, all right, he missed his rookie year. But Denver rolled the dice and they still drafted him in the lottery last year. So, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, they rolled the dice because he did not participate this season. And so when when a player has a very serious injury, like a back injury, you know, you're really taking a chance as an organization on a player. But I think the youth movement and him being so young had a lot to do with Denver's decision in picking Michael Porter Jr. And again, like I said, He's an excellent talent. I mean, before the injury, I mean, he he was projected to go within the top five picks. But, of course, he had the back surgery, and he dropped to 14 to the Denver Nuggets. And so, you know, Denver rolled the dice, and they, they um, picked Michael Porter Jr. So it was a wonderful thing that they stuck with him, and they dealt with his injury, and, you know, they monitored him all season long this year, all right? He didn't play any any time of the um, this, this season. So, you know, right now they're gradually bringing him back in, and hopefully he'll be ready for the upcoming season. But that's news from the Denver Nuggets that Michael Porter Jr. will be performing in the Las Vegas Summer League. Great, great news. Great NBA news. Love it when I see the young guys come back from serious injuries and make it back through hard work and dedication. Just love it. The Houston Rockets are interested in Mike Conley. Well, you know, uh, Mike Conley is a longtime veteran since 2007. He's been on the Memphis Grizzlies. He's an all-star point guard. All right, he's been on the team since 2007, all right, and he's just a phenomenal talent. But now here's the thing. The Memphis Grizzlies have the number two pick, and whether they pick John Morant or not, I think the John Morant Blues have gotten to Mike Conley. Mike Conley is sitting back and saying, well, okay, I understand John Morant is going to be a flamboyant and transcending young player, but hey, I'm still here, and my numbers speak for itself. So if you feel that, you know, uh, John Morant is going to come in and be your play, be your starting point guard without any type of competition with me, then I want to leave. I want out. And I think Coach Luke mentioned that Mike Conley wanted out of Memphis uh, uh, a couple of podcasts ago. And so now the Houston Rockets are showing a lot of interest in Mike Conley. 
And, you know, of course, the Houston Rockets are trying to um, better their team, and they're saying no one is untouchable except the bid, James Harding. He's the only player on the Houston Rockets that's untouchable. So here we go with a lot of teams jockeying and making moves or trying to make moves, but news is coming out of Houston that um, the Houston Rockets are very, very interested in Mike Conley. And Mike Conley is an excellent talent. He's very, very quiet. You've never heard any bad news about this young man. And I tell you what, he can perform at a high, high level. He's not fancy. He's not flamboyant. He's just a hard worker. He puts his head down and he goes to work. He brings his lunch pail to work with him and he goes to work on that basketball court every single day. And he is an all-star. He is an all-star. And so, you know, when you're an all-star, you know, you start hearing about other players and, 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 and talking about, Hey, well, you know, Mike Conley's been here forever. Uh, we're getting ready to get John Moran. And of course, from what I'm understanding, um, in Memphis, you have a lot of John Morant posters flying around. And so as Mike Conley is probably going to get coffee <laughs> in the morning, he's looking at John Morant posters in a Memphis Grizzly uniform. And so, you know, that's the, that's the business. That's the business. They somewhat say out with the old and in with the new. But again, Mike Conley still has a lot of basketball left in him. He has a lot of basketball left in him. And he wants to display that to the NBA, but he just wants to display that somewhere else other than the Memphis Grizzlies. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do, people. Hit the email button. Download. Share. Like. Share your comments. Download. Come on. It's for you, people. Let's go. All Things Basketball Podcast. Jared Culver. Boy, we've just been talking about old Jared Culver from Texas Tech uh, all this month. All this month. And I tell you what, we're still, I get the feeling that we're going to continue to talk about him because he had a workout for the Los Angeles Lakers. And they were very, very impressed. Well, you know, prior to him having a workout for the Los Angeles Lakers, he had a workout for the Memphis Grizzlies. And they were also impressed. They were so impressed, the Memphis Grizzlies were saying they don't know who they're going to pick with their second pick. And they might go with Jared Carver. So, you know, uh, back to uh, Jared Carver. He he, uh, worked out for the Los Angeles Lakers two days ago. And the Laker brass is bubbling. They are so excited about Jared Culver. They are very excited. And everybody in the building is smitten with Jared, Jared Culver and his ability and the way that he handles himself. And even the, the verbal interview process, which you know goes on as well as the playing, they were felt very good about the young man and how he handles himself and how he communicates with others. And, uh, you know, he just bowled over the Los Angeles Lakers brass at his uh, workout this past weekend. And so the Los Angeles Lakers are very, very excited about Jared Carver. Now, you know, they also are excited about Darius Garland. So, you know, that fourth pick, it's going to be something. It's going to be exciting. We're going to we're going to find out what the Lakers are going to do with that fourth pick. We're really going to find out on June 20th at the NBA draft. And as y'all know, Coach Luke and the rest of the All Things Basketball podcast crew is in the building. We're going to be live at the NBA draft. I keep saying it. Don't forget it. We're going to be live at the NBA draft. All right. We're going to be on Instagram TV, and we're also going to be on Facebook Live. So, hey, don't miss it. You're going to be able to see the whole crew. And, of course, you know, we're excited about it here. Everybody in the all-thing basketball building can't stop talking about it. I got to keep them calm. 
but it's coming up, the NBA draft. And, of course, like I said, Coach Luke said, we're all in the building. All Things Basketball Podcast will be in the building for the draft. But once again, Jared Carver, very, very, very excellent talent. He um, he uh, went in to the Lakers uh, facility and really balled out. And they are very, very smitten with his ability. And they are very excited about one Jared Culliver because he's an excellent, excellent talent. Well, we're going to go back to the Houston Rockets for a minute. Head coach Mike D'Antoni has been in negotiations with Darryl Morey and the Houston Rockets brass for the last two months. All right. Probably, you know, right before they were eliminated by the Golden State Warriors, these negotiations started. And now we're finding out that the negotiations have fell apart. Now, Mike D'Antoni has one more year left on his contract. All right. And he wants a hefty extension. And of course, he feels 50 wins for the last three years is enough for him to get that extension. But I tell you what, the Houston Rockets have not been to the finals. The Houston Rockets feel that they should go to the NBA finals. And um, so the, the Houston Rockets brass and Mike D'Antoni's representation are at a crossroads. All right. They're feeling like, hey, okay, you've done a great job, but we've given you the talent to do a great job. All right. And so you know, hey, Coach Luke as a coach understands the both sides, all right? From from management's point, they're saying, hey, we're looking to get to an NBA Finals, all right? And on Mike D'Antoni's side, hey, it's a lot of hard work being a coach at any level. It's a lot of hard work. And so, you know, and just my opinion as a coach, and I know a lot of people will say, of course, Coach Luke, you're a coach. I think they should re-sign Mike D'Antoni and give him the extension. But, hey, this is a business. And, again, hey, they're saying, look, we haven't been to the finals. We've been eliminated by Golden State the last five years, Mike D'Antoni. It might be you. So everybody's on notice in the Houston building because I know Dow Morey, an excellent, excellent general manager, he won't rest until he gets to an NBA Finals and possibly win an NBA Finals. And so, you know, you know, he's looking at the Toronto Raptors and saying, hey, am I, I mean, I guess all general managers are looking at the Toronto Raptors and saying, hey, what am I doing wrong? Well, a lot of the guys are, a lot of the general managers, they're not doing anything wrong. It's how you maneuver, how you make these moves, and then you just sit back and you see the performance of your team, and you keep working to get your team better. But back to Mike D'Antoni, the negotiations for his extension has fell apart, all right? And citing from the Houston uh, Rockets brass and the Houston Rockets building, they want to get to a championship. They want to get to a championship. And I'm pretty sure they want to get to a championship like tomorrow because the beard, James Harding, is 30 years old. So how long do you think uh, you're going to have his services? You're not going to have his services too much longer. I would say six or seven more years, you know, because basketball is not baseball. All right. And so you're going to have the services of one James Harden for about six or seven more years. And so the, the Rockets brass is really, really trying to push the mantle and get to an NBA finals. And so that's the news on Mike D'Antoni's contract extension. There is no contract extension right now. Now, maybe they'll re revisit this right before the season. But this is the news that Coach Luke is getting, is that they put a halt to all of the negotiations for the time being on Mike D'Antoni, the Houston Rockets head coach, extension. 
once again, once again, tap in. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Guess what? If you need good training, hit the email button. Leave your information and we'll get right back to you. We got a lot of great coaches on deck and we got a lot of great coaches coming in. I'm looking at resumes every day and we're trying to add a lot more coaches, all right? So come on, people, download, share, like, share comments, hit the like button, download. Come on, it's for you, people. Let's go. All Things Basketball Podcast, let's go. All right. News out of Charlotte. Very interesting news. Wow. Kimber Walker is now saying Charlotte is his top priority. Kimber Walker, I'll have to repeat that because all that Coach Luke has been hearing from Kimber Walker is he can't wait for free agency. He can't wait to see what's out on the horizon. Now, the Charlotte Hornets have not had many winning seasons since Kimball Walker's been there. They've actually only made the playoffs maybe twice since he's been there. But, you know, uh, you know, right now uh, he's probably settled. He feels comfortable in Charlotte. And I think the finances have something to do with it. Well, you know, most players that are on a team and, and then they request for a max deal can get the most money from the team that they're with. But I'll tell you, the money that the Charlotte Hornets can give Kimber Walker, they're ready to give Kimber Walker a Supermax deal. All right? And the Supermax deal that Kimber Walker is about to get, of course, Kimber, <laughs> you have a change of heart. All right? Of course, Charlotte is your top priority. All right? Now, max deal is $140 million and up. All right? A max deal becomes, I would say, 150. All right. The only time it becomes a super max when it's over 200 million. And so now we're finding out that the Charlotte Hornets have put 225 million dollars on the table for Kimber Walker's services. Now the closest that any other team can build up, and they've been looking around. I'm pretty sure that. Kimber Walker's representation have been moving around the league and the highest I don't know which team it is but the highest um, max deal that they could see on the horizon was 160 so man you're looking at over 70 what 70 million dollars short alright and so I, I, I believe that's why Kimber Walker is saying Charlotte is his top priority. <laughs> That's 70 more million dollars, you know? And so, of course, Kimber Walker has had a change of heart because the Charlotte Hornets are able to give him 225 million, the super max, not just the max, but Kimber Walker is getting ready to sign the super max, a super max deal with his current team, the Charlotte Hornets, all right? Also, which is not really news, but we knew that this was coming, Damian Lillard is also signing a Supermax deal with the Portland Trailblazers, worth about $230 million. So here's two point guards that will probably be off the market way before free agency flies out. You know, that's two point guards that'll probably be off the market. Damian Lillard is getting ready to sign a Supermax with his current team. And Kimber Walker is saying Charlotte is now a priority and he's getting ready to sign a Supermax deal with Charlotte. But then again, you got to remember, they could still jump out there, people, on free agency, look around the corner to see if someone is going to come with more money or close to that because both of these young men have money already, you know, and so maybe they would want to go to a winner. Well, in Damian Lillard's case, he's already on a winner. Portland is an excellent, excellent team, and all they have to do 
and stick together and keep building that team. But in the case of Kimber Walker, I don't see, to be honest, you know, just from Coach Luke, I don't see the Charlotte Hornets being very good within the next three to four years. Now, I could be wrong because one of the things that happens is trades are made, all right? But if if no significant trades are made and they don't add, uh, uh, it's going to be hard for Charlotte to add another max player when you're giving Kimber Walker $225 million, all right? So it, with that being said, I don't see uh, uh, Charlotte being upgraded to a point where they're in the uh, Eastern Conference semifinals or the Eastern Conference finals within the next three years, all right? And so, you know, maybe he might want to opt out for that or become unrestricted for a second and then sign that deal, but he might just become unrestricted for a day or two before he signs the deal and hopes that somebody else comes up a winner, a a, a team that's got a winning attitude and are are already winning, uh, gives an offer or puts up an offer. But the way I see it, I don't see Kimber Walker going anywhere with a $225 million contract on the table waiting for his John Hancock. So that's the news out of the Charlotte Hornets building. They're willing to give Kimber Walker a Supermax deal. The Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets, once again, are are moving pieces and they're opening up cap space because the Brooklyn Nets are really trying to make a splash in free agency. They're not satisfied with the team that they have. And so the Brooklyn Nets are really trying to open up a lot of cap space. But I tell you what, most of the teams, this right now, all right, right now is the most busy time between the draft and between uh, uh, free agency is the busiest time of the year for most NBA teams. But the Brooklyn Nets are opening up cap space as we speak. You know, as you know, they're shopping D'Angelo Russell. All right. Now here comes the trade. All right. They're going to trade Alan Crabb and two first round picks to the Atlanta Hawks for Teron Prince and two second round picks. All right. Now, Alan Crabb has a couple of years left on his extended contract with the Brooklyn Nets. And so this is definitely a cap space move. Okay. This is definitely a cap space move. All right. And a lot of the teams are working their cap. They're looking at what they have. They're looking at what the players that they have on the books. And they're looking to see where they can free up money. Everybody wants a max player. Everybody wants to be pushing for a max player. There's not one team in the NBA that's not trying to push for a max player. I'm going to tell you that right now. So all of the teams, like Coach Luke said, this is the busiest time of the year between free agency and, of course, you know, um, you know, the draft, you know, and they both go hand in hand. It depends on what you do in the draft as to what you're going to do in free agency and vice versa. If you see something on the free agent market that you definitely feel that you're going to be able to do, then it might affect what you do on June 20th. So they both go hand in hand, but it's a lot of work for the front office and all of the team's buildings. They're all moving around. They're all trying to see how they can uh, free up money in their cap because you can't go over your cap. You know, you can go over your cap, but it's dangerous to do that. It's dangerous to do that. So, I mean, you know, you're trying not to go over your cap space as far as finances. And so what you're trying to do is free up within your cap. That's what you're trying to do as a team. You're trying to free up money before you exceed the amount of money 
that's the ceiling that's on your cap. And every team has a cap ceiling. And so that's what you're trying to do when you're freeing up cap space. And so the Brooklyn Nets are freeing up cap space so that they can be in the running for these top free agents that's going to be out there. You know, they, they're freeing up cap space. And so you, we, we at All Things Basketball Podcast and everybody in the media, I believe, will be hearing a lot about the Brooklyn Nets and trades, uh, 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 releasing players, adding players to their bench, et cetera, et cetera, because, the, you know, you might, you might release a player that's making $10 million and you might add a player on to, to your bench that's making 750000 And so look at the money that you're really saving. So that's, that's kind of the thing that's going on, on around the whole league, freeing up your cap space. And, of course, that's why episode 16 is called Cap Space, all right? And so that's what's going on with the Brooklyn Nets, all right? They just made the trade, or, or I think right now it hasn't been approved yet. But that trade is in place. And so within the next day or so, we'll hear that the trade has been completed. I mean, what goes on is that the players have to take physicals to the teams that they were traded to. And barring that the physicals are are good, then that's going to be the trade. Again, it's Alan Crabb and two first-round picks going to the Atlanta Hawks for Teron Prince and two second-round picks. And that's what the Brooklyn Nets are getting ready to do. All right, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button if you need good training. We got a lot of great coaches on deck. Download, share, like. Come on, people, let's do it. This is for you. Let's do it. Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish is a phenomenal talent. Coach Luke is very high on Cam Reddish's ability. He's a legit 6'8. He's very strong. He can shoot the he can shoot. Boy, I tell you, this kid really has a smooth shot. And he's really an excellent baller. He's always been an excellent baller. And so Coach Luke is very high on Cam Reddish. All right. Now early podcast, I was telling you guys that Cam Reddish, uh, you know, might drop because of his performance in the NCAA tournament, that his stock, um, that the stock, his stock as far as the draft might drop. They had him projected at, um, the, as the fifth pick going to the Cleveland Cavaliers, but we don't know right now. He might be from five to 10. But any of that is good when you when you're going to the NBA. You just gotta keep keep playing hard, improve yourself. All right. But there's news coming out of uh, as far as rep- his representation, Cam Reddish's representation. I'm sorry. Cam Reddish is undergoing a surgery on his core muscle, and it's an expected six to eight recovery, six to eight week recovery. Now, Cam Reddish is a young guy. So, I mean, you know, six to eight weeks, okay, and then you have, you know, a training camp starts mid-September. Cam Reddish should be ready. I don't see how his stock will drop in the draft. I mean, if I was a general manager, if Coach Luke was a general manager, if I wanted to pick Cam Reddish, I'd pick him right where I'm supposed to be. Because he's a phenomenal talent. And he's going to help a team immensely. Cam Reddish is going to help a team immensely. Now, a lot of people always talk about his Duke teammates. Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett. But I tell you what. Cam Reddish is right there as a baller. Cam Reddish is right. You could put Cam Reddish in that conversation. And so Cam Reddish is about to have a surgery on his core muscle, and it's going to take six to eight weeks recovery time for Cam Reddish. And, you know, I hope Cam Reddish has a very speedy recovery. He's an excellent baller, and he's going to be an excellent NBA pro. And you heard it first here. 
I don't know what a lot of people are talking about. You hear the whispers. Oh, can he play in the pro game? Oh, I see, I see a little deficiencies. I don't see him. Coach Luke doesn't see him. And I'll tell you what, Cam Reddish is going to perform at a high, high level when he gets to the NBA. All right. You know, it's just sad when when teams feel that all we can do, all that the players can do, rather, is play basketball. And, you know, Coach Luke always says, hey, you know, you can do more than one thing as long as it doesn't interfere with your day job. And your day job, if you're a professional basketball player, that's your day job. <laughs> so uh, we're getting ready to get into the Minnesota Lynx. Now, in my very first podcast, a beautiful young lady asked me, and she definitely was a fan of Maya Moore. Well, I'm a fan of Maya Moore also. But I'll tell you, this Maya Moore thing is getting uglier by the day. Now, what's going on from the Minnesota Lynx building is that I told you guys, maybe not last podcast, but the one before that, that the Minnesota Lynx are prepared to give Maya Moore an extension with the majority of the money on the front end. All right? So Maya Moore and her representation have not gotten back to the Minnesota Lynx. So now the Minnesota Lynx turned around and say, well, since you haven't gotten back in touch with us about this extension, then we're going to start exploring trades. You're going to try, you're going to try to force this excellent ball player. Now, I'm going to go on the record and say, in my opinion, Maya Moore is the best player in the WNBA. That's Coach Luke's opinion. Maya Moore is the best player in the WNBA. And so now the Minnesota Lynx are trying to force her to come back to play ball via a contract extension. All right? And so now that Maya Moore hasn't gotten in touch with them in the last week after the extension was spoke about, now the Minnesota Lynx are going to explore uh, a trade. Well, I happen to know one thing also. Maya Moore is not playing this year because of religious beliefs. But I think it's a little bit more. I think Maya Moore feels that the Minnesota Lynx brass has not been treating her right. And I'll tell you what, I'm just guessing. I'm not really guessing, but I'm looking at the tea leaves, people. And I'm seeing a few things here, all right? Now, Maya Moore, uh, um, Maya Moore has one year left on her contract, all right? Now, she also makes more money on her sneaker deal than she makes for the Minnesota Lynx. Now, here's the thing about the WNBA, all right? A max deal in the WNBA is 150000 well, a lot of people say, good gracious, the women are underpaid, and they are. They're underpaid, but here's the thing about the WNBA. You only playing, you're only playing for three months. But are they still underpaid? You better believe it, they're underpaid. So a max deal is $150,000. So the women of the WNBA are left to play overseas in the winter, and or if they're very fortunate, like Maya Moore, Candace Parker, uh, uh, you know, Chini Akumake, and these people, they have a lot of different endeavors that bring in a whole lot more money than the WNBA contract they have. And so uh, uh, the Minnesota Lynx are really, really trying to lowball Maya Moore financially. They're not even giving, and I don't know the actual specific dollars and cents that they're offering Maya Moore, but it's more incentive on a signing bonus. It has nothing to do with her, her yearly salary. 
and they're not even giving her a hundred and fifty thousand. All right. Now you have again. You shouldn't look at it like this, but as a veteran, as an NBA champion, and everything, you have young ladies coming out of college getting the max right now. And I don't want to put names out there, but there are some young ladies that have come out of college within the last few years that automatically get the hundred and fifty thousand. And so now you're sitting here and you're telling me the MVP of your league, the two-time MVP of the WNBA Finals, and one-time MVP of the WNBA, you're not willing to give her the max. So what's coming out of Maya Moore's representation is they're not going to play any basketball for anybody in the WNBA until those teams are talking a max deal for Maya Moore. And that's good. I don't blame Miss Moore at all. She deserves the max. She deserves the max just like any other player in the WNBA that has received a max deal from the WNBA. And again, like Coach Luke said, Maya Moore is definitely, to me, the best player in the WNBA. She's the best player in the WNBA. Now, I'll tell you what. Everybody has their own opinion, all right? Some people will say Candace Parker's the best player in the WNBA. I don't have an argument with it. Some people say Nikki Kumake is the best player in the WNBA. I don't have an argument with it. But Coach Luke's opinion is that Maya Moore is the best player in the WNBA. Now, she's not playing this year, but I say in my eyes from watching the WNBA since since it's existed, that Maya Moore is the current best player in the WNBA, and I think it stinks the way the Minnesota Lynx are treating her right now. And so that's news with Maya Moore and so it's a little bit more than just her absence on a religious uh, break. It has a lot to do with the treatment that the Minnesota Lynx have shown Maya Moore over the years. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast. Follow me and I'll follow you. All right? Sorry about that. Once again, follow me, follow follow me, and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Facebook, all right? And if you need good training, hit the email button, all right? We got a lot of great coaches on deck, and hey, we're going to keep it going. Download, share, like. Let's go, people. This is for you. Sorry for the, for the brief interruption, but hey, we're going to keep this going no matter what. All Things Basketball Podcast. That's right. It's for you, baby. Let's go. Well, all right. We got the NBA Finals. All right. And Kawhi Leonard is a bad, 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 bad man, people. All right. And what's going on right now? All right. Kawhi Leonard smells blood. He smells blood. I'm telling you, he's like a a shark in blood-infested waters right now. And he's going to try to finish off the defending champion, Golden State Warriors. Well, they're all going to do it. Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, Mark Kassar, Sergi Baca, Marvin Powell, Fred Van Vliet, all right? Danny Green, L.I., we got to pull. Danny Green is playing ball, L.I., let's go. I mean, hey, the Toronto Raptors are showing what they're worth. They're showing what they're worth right now, people, and they're playing excellent, excellent basketball. They really are. They're playing excellent basketball. But we can't underestimate the defending champion, Golden State Warriors, all right? Kevin Durant, his um, status is questionable, all right? Now, he practiced yesterday. He had his first full practice in a month, okay? He had his first full practice yesterday in a month. It was a closed gym, and of course it's going to be a closed gym. They don't want the press and people to see how far or how good he's playing right now, 
all right? But he's questionable. A lot of people say, hey, Coach Luke, KD's going to play tonight. Well, all right. All right. I hope he does play tonight. That would be great if he plays tonight. I don't know how much Kevin Durant will give the team tonight. I mean, you got to remember, he hasn't been on the court since May 8th. So, I mean, I don't know how much Kevin Durant will give the team, but he might be there in the sense of a, a fear factor, you know, a fear factor. But I'll tell you what, I don't think the Toronto Raptors is fearing anything. I think they're going to come out there businesslike and ready to perform at a high, high level and trying to finish it tonight in Toronto. I really believe they're trying to finish it tonight in Toronto. I don't think they want to go back to the Oracle. I really don't. And again, these these type of playoffs, they gain momentum. So you don't want the defending champs to get any type of momentum going. You really don't want them to get any type of momentum going. So you really, you know, Coach Luke said it. I felt it would go seven games, but hey, right now, to the the Toronto Raptors got their hands around the Golden State Warriors' throat, and they need to finish them now. They need to take this game tonight. All right. I still think if Golden State wins, that the Toronto Raptors will still win this series. But the Toronto Raptors have an excellent opportunity tonight. And I think that they can really, really step forward and show what they're all about if they win the game tonight and become the NBA champions. The first time ever, the Toronto Raptors will become NBA champions, and it'll be a beautiful thing. But again, you know, you got to watch it because the, the, the defending champions will be out there and they're going to unload all of their guns. They're going to unload all their guns. They're going to be ready to perform. And so you're going to have to watch the Golden State Warriors tonight, and especially if KD is playing. Again, I don't know how much he can give, all right? I don't know how much Boogie Cousins can give. I mean, it's going to be rough. It's really going to be rough. But I tell you what, you know, the game is going to be played at a high, high level, and I'm just thinking, you know, the matchup problems that Coach Luke has been talking about in this series is going to continue. It's going to continue because the Toronto Raptors are playing on a whole different level right now, all right? And, I, you know, they've been playing this way since the playoffs started, all right? They've been playing this way since the playoffs started. And so you got two excellent teams battling it out tonight in the NBA Finals. And, um, you know, you guys know that Coach Luke is picking Toronto to win it. And I'm thinking they got a great opportunity to win it tonight. They got a great opportunity to win it and finish it tonight. And, um, you know, that's what's going on. I mean, you know, you got, you got, you got a lot of ebb and flows that's going to happen in this game tonight. And of course, you really got to beat the Golden State Warriors. You can't play around with the defending champs. They've been here. They've done it before. And if you take your eyes off of them, they can sneak this game out. And so I'm hoping that the Toronto Raptors will perform at the high, high level that they've been performing at. And I'll tell you this, Kawhi Leonard smells blood. He's ready to perform. He's ready to finish the Golden State Warriors off. He's ready. And I think what's going to happen is, is if the game is close, towards the end of the game, then you got to know you have to get the ball to that bad, bad man, Kawhi Leonard, so he can bring you home and win the NBA championship. Because remember, he's done it before. He's been in this position in San Antonio before. He knows how to finish a game. All right? He knows how to finish a game, people. And so that's what's going on with the NBA. And I hope all you guys see the game tonight because you know Coach Luke is going to be front row and center watching this game. It's going to be a very, very, very exciting game. And that's what's going on in the NBA Finals. 
but Toronto is up three to one with a chance to win the NBA championship tonight. And I'm really hoping, even though Coach Luke said the series would go seven, hey, let's send them home early. They might want to have a early vacation. Golden State might want an early vacation, people. So let's see if the Toronto Raptors can have them start their early vacation soon. All right? And they're starting tonight. And then the NBA championship will be over and the Toronto Raptors will be the champions. Well, that's the end of episode 16, Cap Space. Again, I really appreciate all my listeners, everybody on Instagram, everybody on Facebook. I mean, you know, the support that All Things Basketball Podcast has been getting since its exception is wonderful. It's just wonderful. And I'm so excited to continue moving forward and going up with this wonderful, wonderful basketball podcast, All Things Basketball Podcast. And so, hey, once again, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. If you need good training, hit the email button. We'll get right back to you. Download, share, like. And I tell you, I'll see you guys on Wednesday from 7 to 8. And it's been a ball. Good night. God bless.